not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, 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 and Happy New Year to all of you. That's right. It's a new year. My, how time flies. Mm, I used to say when you're having fun, but... um. It's flying on all counts, <laughs> whether I'm having fun, whether I'm uh, having difficulties, time just seems to be racing by. And um, it's been a minute. It's been a while since I've been live. And I am happy to be live again. I am excited to be on the air I have been um, busy. Chris and I have been busy with other commitments. Um, But the need for this outreach and this program has not diminished. Um, We had quite a bit of material recorded uh, since 2010. And so um, I was comforted by that fact and I was confident that airing the encores that we aired uh, while we were preoccupied would um, keep this mission alive. And it has. I am thankful I still have listeners. (laughs) I still have listeners. Not as many as I used to, but that's understandable when I haven't been able to commit the time to... um, promoting the show. So I am thankful that when I last checked, I still had um, about 500 and something uh, listeners. So praise God that um, someone finds this information to be relevant. Um, So um, I still have a lot on my mind. Um, This show's focus will not change, has not changed. This is a new year. It's a new season. But our focus will be the same. Um, When I launched this program, I'm not the same woman I used to be. The Lord instructed me to keep it simple, to keep it plain, um, not to commercialize it, not to commercialize my approach uh, for the show. Um, to use everyday people, not uh, celebrities per se, or per, you know, um, well-known personalities. And I have endeavored, and I think I have remained true to that, uh, to those instructions. So we will not change our focus. Um, 
approaching things regarding or, or approaching, uh, I'm sorry, approaching issue, issues regarding life, regarding love, regarding trauma from a biblical and a wholesome perspective. This life is um, but a vapor. According to the scriptures, our lives are a moment in time. To us, it may seem like forever. To us, it's an accomplishment if someone lives 110 years. But um, according to scripture, that is but a blink of an eye. That is a moment in time. And it is so important that we live full, abundant lives. And the only way to do that, the only way to do that um, where it matters, where it truly matters, is to be anchored. It is to be anchored in Christ. It is to have, to be anchored in God's plan of salvation and to do things that promote life, to live your life in a way that ministers to, blesses, um, enriches the, the world that we live in, that ministers to, blesses, and enriches the people in your own life, you know, those that God has joined to you, your family, your wife, your husband, your children, um, those on your job, um, your church, strangers that you may meet along the way. Um, we, we address issues concerning love. And when I say love, I'm not talking about emotional love. I'm not talking about, uh, I think a, a, another term for that is phileo, like in other words, sexual love or feel good love. Um, I, I'm talking about agape love. Agape love is a godly love because that's the only love that will endure, that will last for an eternity beyond this lifetime, beyond this life that I just described as a vapor, as being a moment in time. Agape love is the only love that will last forever without end, that will never cease. Um, what does that love look like? We address issues and we talk about stories and we you know, promote that kind of love, the kind of love that endures all things, the kind of love that is patient, the kind of love that is kind, um, that is not puffed up and self-centered, um, that is not easily provoked. Oh my goodness, how we need love today, how this world is in need of love today. There's a, an artist who sings um, an old, you know, it's an older song, but Love's in Need. I, believe, I, I think that's the name of that song. Love's in Need of, but anyway, I might have the 
title wrong, but he's singing about, you know, um, love's in need of a, the world's in need of love today. Uh, don't delay, send yours in right away. Um, pain is going round, breaking many hearts. Um, stop it, please, before it's gone too far. But I mean, my goodness, the, the um, evil and the vicious things and the cruel things and the mean things that are happening these days. My goodness, we need love today. And agape love is a godly love that needs to be shared between each other, between individuals, but it also needs to be reciprocated um, to God. Um, God so loved the world. He so loved each and every person that was ever born, that will be born. He so loved the world that more than 2,000 years ago, he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in his plan of salvation, whoever would accept what he says is the way to him, the plan of salvation, his son being born of a woman coming into the world, existing as a man, living as a man, preaching the truth about God and serving God and living for God and about repentance and, and sin and lots of things. He, he preached about a lot of things, but whoever would believe in that message would have everlasting life, not the life that is only a vapor, not the life that is here today and gone tomorrow, but eternal life, everlasting life. And he would have it more abundantly, even in this short life, even in this now life, we can have true abundant life, a full life, okay? I could talk about that for a long time, but I'm not going to get off track here. I'm going to go to the third category that we talk about and deal with on, on this show, and that is trauma. Why do I choose trauma as a topic for our radio program? Because this life is full of trauma. Living in this world is, is you cannot avoid trauma living in this world. Why? Because there is an enemy. First, that enemy is an enemy of God. And secondly, he's an enemy of mankind because he's an enemy of God. And his purpose is to kill to steal, and to destroy. His purpose is to make sure that as many people as he can will refuse the message of salvation, will rebel against that message and that plan and do their own thing so that in the end of this life, they will spend eternity with him in outer darkness, in torment, in agony, in a place that the Bible calls hell, Sheol, okay? 
So we deal with very true aspects of all of these categories. And we're going to do that after the break. And I'm going to introduce and have my honey say hi because he is. Here we go after the break. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, I'm back, and as I said before the break, I have a lot on my mind. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We are going to be talking about being anchored, being anchored um, in tumultuous times. Um, I can see, uh, and and it's very clear to me that um, this is going to be a tumultuous new year. It's already been... Uh, tumultuous as the year has ended, as 2018 was ending, that there has been 
uh, chaos, there has been strife, there has been friction um, on every level from government issues, um, security issues, um, identity issues, uh, my goodness, um, you name it. Uh, bankruptcies right and left, uh, major corporations and major businesses going out of business. I mean, there has been a lot going on ending 2018 and then even beginning 2019, we continue in a partial government shutdown. Um, so we have a lot to talk about tonight. I want to talk about being anchored. I'm going to have Chris say hi to you as soon as um, I see. Let's see. He was right here with me. Honey, are you I'm on here. the phone? There? Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. How you doing? How you doing, my handsome wonderful friend I'm doing just wonderful happy new year well happy new year to you <laughs> how you how you doing how you feeling um I know I kind of took off there when when we uh went on the air and uh, I kind of actually said more than I planned on saying but um you want to say hi to the people and you got anything on, on your mind concerning well, hello, hello. Um, I'm just glad to be here and um, God is doing, he's doing some amazing things even through the midst of all the turmoil and chaos we see. There's a lot of disruption going on right now, but God is still in control. And so as long as his people clamp down, and weather these little storms and keep our eyes on and focus on him, then we will be with we will be with the rock. Mm -hmm. Because we, we anchor down to the rock. So uh that's my two cents and I'll be listening in. Okay, well as usual, I would love for you to chime in anytime you feel the need to say something. Um, your your input is always uh, valuable. All right. Okay. All right. Well, like I was saying, um, things look pretty chaotic right now, at least to me. To some people, you know, I, I think that some people maybe they're not looking at it in the, in the full perspective. Maybe they're, they're not looking at the full the whole picture. Maybe I know that some people, you know, don't even want to try to look at the whole picture because it's, 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 it's a lot. You know, some people only have the capacity to deal with their, their present world because that in itself is enough. Um, but some people, you know, have a responsibility like myself and, um, those that are called, um, to spread the word, to spread the gospel, to, to um, preach hope, um, to warn, to instruct, um, edify, teach, all of those things, you know, then we have to look at the big picture and, um, and address things from that perspective. In times like these, we need a savior. We need a savior. Um, so many things that the answer is in politics, um, 
the fighting that's going on uh, between primarily the Democratic Party and the and the current president, um, the fighting that's going on between the parties, the Democrats and the Republicans. I have never seen such. I've never been a political person anyway. I've never been interested in politics when I was younger. I've become more interested uh, in the last, what, eight years? Let's see. 12 years, I guess I would say now. And um, maybe that's because I've matured. I don't know if it's because of just how, how things unfolded in my life spiritually, but I'm definitely interested now. Not fearful. Not fearful. I don't wake up fretting over what's happening and what this one is saying and what that one is saying. But I'm interested because I believe it is a sign of the times. I believe these are things that were foretold many, many moons ago, as some would say. <laughs> but because of that, uh, there's a mixed bag. There are a lot of good things going on that, that you have to find certain channels to hear about. You have to tune in to certain radio programs and certain news programs. You have to actually tune into um, programs that um, are probably not as mainstream as, as let's say, uh, CNN or CBS or Fox. Um, you have to tune in to things like um, Jay Seculo Live. Um, he's an attorney and a Christian attorney, and he fights a lot of uh, causes and battles on all different fronts, you know, from religious freedoms to um, people that have been imprisoned and, you know, um, persecuted because of their religion um, on jobs. Um, in other countries, um, you name it. Um, I just recently saw where he's he's um, championing a cause where uh, some organization, and I forget the name of the organization, is is trying to get rid of a a, a giant cross, a memorial cross that um, stands over uh, the the graves or memorializes some veterans. And there's a group of objectors who don't like the cross being being there. It's been there for ages, apparently, but um, they don't like it now. And so they're fighting to have it removed. I mean, he, he's involved in a lot of things. You have, to you have to tune in to shows like his or maybe um, CBN or what are some of the other ones? Um, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, there's another one, Francis and Friends, um, that comes on on Sun Life Broadcasting. To get the full picture, to get the secular viewpoint, the worldly viewpoint, and the biblical viewpoint, and get the full picture, you have to tune in to more than, you know, one source. You can't just listen to uh, one party who's biased, okay? Of course, I'm a, I'm a, I am a Christian, and I'm a minister, so... I do listen to Christian stations, but I also listen to what the world has to say about things. And I, more than anything, listen to the, the Holy Spirit and read the word and pray. And I seek the Lord about the things that are going on. 
So just to kind of kind of emphasize some of the turmoil and the craziness that is going on, I, I pulled up some articles. I've been hearing about these things and um, reading about some of these things and, and some of them, as usual, just infuriated me. <laughs> some of them had me scratching my head going, what in the world? <laughs> some of them I thought, why is this? Why was this worthy of a series or a documentary, so to speak? But just to give you some examples, excuse me, this article is called From Now On, the title, it's, it's titled From Now On, a new, let's see, a NYC New York City, that stands for New York City, newborns gender can be X. Okay, that's the name. That's the name of the article. And this was an article that I found. Someone posted it online, actually. Um, and that was, da, 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 da. I don't see the date. I didn't highlight the date, but, oh, man. Well, forgive me. I didn't highlight the date, but if you, if you type that in on Google, you could pull up this article, okay? And so this says, on Wednesday, for the first time in its history, New York City offered a third option for parents of newborn babies or anyone choosing not to identify as male or female, changing or setting the gender of a birth certificate to X, as in XYZ, X, okay? <laughs> That third option, bypassing male and female, became available courtesy of a law signed by New York Mayor Bill de Blasio in early October that went into effect on January 1. Can you believe this? <laughs> Can you believe this? The enemy has succeeded in using a person. The Bible speaks of wickedness in high places, that we have wickedness in high places. That means in the heavenlies, and it means in leadership positions, okay? Satan has to work through individuals, just like God has to work through individuals, okay? But more after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. I'm back. And I was just talking to you about the need for us to be anchored. What does it mean to be anchored? Being anchored, you know, if you if you know what an anchor is, it's a it's a huge huge weight that ships use, boats use to like steady the boat. Once they get out as far as they want to get out into the water, then they drop the anchor so that it holds the boat still, so that it keeps it from drifting off course. You know, if they want to park there for a while, maybe they want to fish there for a while, or maybe they just want to chill for a while, they drop that anchor. Okay. Well, we as people, as human beings, we need to be anchored in something that is solid, that will keep us from being shaken, that will keep us from uh, drifting to and fro, being tossed here and there, um, that will keep us knowing the truth. It's amazing some of the things that are now coming our way. Not new, but amazing. Okay? The Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. So this type of chaos and confusion has happened in man's history before. For some reason, as a people, human beings don't learn from history um, as, as in general, as, as I don't mean individuals don't, but I mean in general, it seems like here there are those who have gone before us and who have written about their, their triumphs, their defeats, their <laughs> the rise of nations, the fall of nations. We have history galore. We have biblical history, we have secular history, and people just don't seem to learn from their mistakes when sin is involved, okay? When they're under the bondage of sin, it seems to blind people, it makes them, they, they close their minds and their, and their ears to truth and to reality. So here we have the advancement of these types of things 
okay? The advancement of these types of things. This article was from the Daily Wire. First time in its history, New York City offered a third option for parents of newborn babies or anyone choosing not to identify as male or female, changing or setting the gender of the birth certificate to X. So can you just picture this? People being born and their parents putting X's on their birth certificates. And the article goes on to say, imagine if you were told you were something that you did not consider yourself to be. Is an infant going to consider themselves to be someone one way or the other? Wow. Imagine if you were told you were something that you did not consider yourself to be. He addressed transgender New Yorkers saying, yeah, you can imagine where this is coming from. You be you, live your truth, and know that New York City will have your back. New York City ain't got your back. New York City is seducing you and helping to deceive you for a great, great rude awakening because even though they may permit it by law in the land, there is a law greater than New York City's land. And at the end of this life, as we know it, every human being is going to have to give an account of their life. And you're going to have to stand before the one true judge, the true judge, and answer for the deeds that you have done in this life. And this is nothing but straight out confusion. It's intentional. It's intended to stir up chaos and confusion. All right. That was one. Uh, I heard about another one, which I should have printed at the time that I saw it and I neglected to do that. So I'm just going to talk about that one. Maybe if some of you can find it. Um, you can shoot me an email or something and let me know that you found it. But um, uh, this one was talking about midwives who have been fired because after delivering a newborn baby, a newborn child, they told the mother, the sex of the child. And they were fired for doing that. <laughs> that one, I was like, for real? Like, really? Um, wow. <laughs> I don't even, I laugh out of frustration. I laugh out of the fullness of the stupidity and uh, it, it is like so stupid till it's I mean it's just I, I it's hard to even put it into words okay why did you hire a midwife and, and if you hired a midwife did you tell them beforehand that you did not want them to identify your baby D did you tell her just deliver the baby and don't say nothing to me. <laughs> Why do you wait? Why do you hire someone or use someone's services? Obviously didn't have this discussion, or if you did, um, you still use their services. 
and they tell you what any normal person would do. You have a boy, you have a girl, and you go, how dare you identify my baby as a girl or a boy? You're fired. Really? Is that where we are today? Sadly, yes. <laughs> Sadly, yes. Husband, are you with me? You sound awfully quiet. I'm surprised I haven't <laughs> provoked a response from you yet. Huh? Um, the world is in a crazy place now, and we're seeing how the devil um, or the enemy influence is really taking hold. If you can be offended by someone telling you the gender of your baby, then, you know, you're so far from God's law, it's ridiculous. And, um, but like I said before, we have to be anchored to the rock. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I, when I saw that one, I was appalled. I was appalled. Didn't think I'd see it in my lifetime. I knew that these things are foretold. The scriptures make it clear that we are going to be, there is a time that's going to come that is going to be similar to the days of Noah. A lot of people think the Bible is just fiction and it's not uh, based in any reality, but the Bible clearly tells us that we were going to approach a time again in history where people would be like the days of Noah. And in the days of Noah, all kinds of, immorality was going on to the point that God said, I, I have to put a stop to this. I have to cleanse the earth of this abominable, wicked mess, or, as, or as there will be no flesh saved. There will be no pure human beings left on the earth because there was, you name it, there was bestiality going on. There was incest. There was rape. There was murder, there was um, fallen angels uh, cohabitating with women, uh, producing hybrid, so to speak, beings called Nephilim, and that some people um, believe are the, um, what do you call it, the, in other words, like when you read about Greek mythology, some people are adamant that that's not mythical, that it that it is actually description of society at one time because of these fallen angels um, having relations with women and birth, giving birth to these mixed beings. Um, but every ungodly thing that you can think of was going on and that you may not even be able to think of was going on. And it had gotten so bad that God said, you know what, I've got to I've got to cleanse the earth of this, of this perversion. Okay. Uh, what's another, let's see, something else that got my attention. There's, there's still a major battle going on about abortion. Um, there's still a fight going on between Planned Parenthood who is, of course, one of the major proponents of it's they, they call it Planned Parenthood when it's actually a lot more than that going on. 
Okay. I recently saw, um, I believe, uh, well, actually a doctor that I know on Facebook was sending out, she's the one who sent out the article about the gender issue. And was that her? Let's see. Yeah, I think she was the one who sent out the article about the gender issue. But then I saw some other people commenting on, on um, abortion issues that are going on right now. Um, I've seen a lot of that on my Facebook where there, the Supreme Court even had to make a, a decision about a case that came before it. It had something to do with the funding of abortions and whether Medicare would, would um, pay for it. And, you know, so there's a major battle going on and it's, and it's just truly crazy that people have to have technology. You know, um, the pro-lifers are offering ultrasounds to women so that they can see for themselves and hear for themselves that that baby that they're growing inside of them is in fact a baby. It's just crazy that you need technology. The technology is needed for a woman nowadays to know that she is carrying a baby. That one plus one equals two and that that union will be the result of a human life. There was a time that that was just understood. You didn't need technology to clarify that. You didn't need technology to prove that. Um, technology has its, has its advantages and it has its disadvantages. And, and people having knowledge has its advantages and has its disadvantages because that knowledge used inappropriately and against God causes nothing but chaos. the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these millions of people are sexually abused each and every day not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences would enjoy being raped again and again why is rape spiritual as well as physical can a sex offender be healed from abusing others find answers to these and other questions in the pages of overcoming sexual abuse by minister diane jones available online at authorhouse.com this show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. 
Tricia is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Tricia and Living Inspired, go to her website, Tricia Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Tricia's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Tricia expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, I am back on the air and I am talking about being anchored and I'm talking about the times that we are living in. And that is the reason that we need to be anchored. Um, We need a savior in times like these. We need an anchor. We need to be very sure of our future of our present, we need to have a truth to stand on and to rely on. You you wonder why so many people are suffering with anxiety and depression and there's such a high rate of suicide and why there's fraud and waste and abuse everywhere, why um, crime is rampant in this city and that city and why businesses are going belly up left and right and why there's so much chaos. Um, We, there's a reason for all of this. There's a reason for all of it. It was foretold. Um, A lot of it has to do with the rejection of God's word as the true word. Um, Mankind desiring knowledge without God's application of the truth without knowledge, uh, godly knowledge, and um, doing as they wilt. Do as thou wilt. Whatever you want to do should go. If I want to be X, if I if, if I want you to be X, or if, or if you want to be X, if you don't want to be a woman or a man, you should be able to do whatever you want to do. Okay. <laughs> if you want to have an abortion, it's my body. I should be able to do what I want to do. All right. Without consideration for the consequences and the chaos that is ensuing because of those decisions. I found another article and this one says, um, and this is in reference to the trauma of abortion. Okay. It says, um, Men describe suffering from post-abortion trauma. I was totally destroyed. This article, I believe, is from liveaction.org news. 
as they say in this article, most people don't even, you hardly ever hear of pro, uh, I'm sorry, plan, Planned Parenthood or pro-choice people talking about the impact of abortions on families or the fathers. It's all a very self-centered, very self-centered. Remember when I started out, I, st I was talking about how agape love is not self-centered. The love that will last forever, the love that will endure forever is not self-centered. It doesn't only think of itself, okay? But Planned Parenthood and people like them, pro-choicers, say that it's my body. Go figure. They, they didn't create themselves. They didn't bring themselves into the world. They had nothing to do with designing themselves, but it's their body. They, 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 they can't create an embryo. <laughs> they, they, can, they can suppress one, but they can't create an embryo. Okay, couldn't begin to create one, couldn't begin to create a, a fallopian tube or a womb or a follicle-stimulating hormone or any of the organs and, and um, tissue needed to conceive. But it's my body, and I should be able to do what I want to do with it. And who cares how it affects you? Well, I've been seeing articles where they're talking about well, let me stay on track here, first of all. This one, men describe suffering from post-abortion trauma. Okay. With regret from playing either passive or active roles in the abortions of their children. Okay. Fathers express post-abortion regret. I am a father of five, but I only raised three. Okay, that's another article. In this article, um, the woman, it says, in her book, Killing Sarah Grace, Stacy Sistrunk wrote that before her abortion, her ex-boyfriend came to her house and begged her not to abort. Once he arrived and we sat down to talk, he began to cry. He was begging me to keep our child. Oh, this woman says it's her body. She should be able to do what she wants to do. She didn't conceive the child on her own. Even if you do in vitro, even if you do use technology to do in vitro, you still need a male sperm. You still need a male seed. But she, this movement says it's my body and I can do what I want. But that embryo, that baby, that fetus, which is the beginning of life, was a product of two. Go figure that one out. All right. Once he arrived and we sat down to talk, he began to cry. He was begging me to keep our child. He promised to help me, even if I did not want to be with him. He offered to take the child himself and raise it if I did not want to. I was totally deaf to his plea. For a brief moment, I remember feeling for him as he was obviously in pain over this. How ironic that this young man, although not very much to the world and with little to offer anyone, was begging for his child. What do you have? to be to the world, to value life. She said, although he 
with not very much to the world and with little to offer anyone. How about how about love? Do you know how many people survived on little in times past? Do you know how many people didn't have to have a Lexus and a five bedroom home and a TV in every room and um, whatever they wanted for dinner, breakfast and lunch over, you know, three times over. Do you know how many people have survived on little? But now that is an excuse and a justifiable reason to end life. And this man was begging and pleading with her. And she was so cold. That's one thing that abortion has caused is, uh, how do I say it? Uh, a, a disrespect for life and a coldness. A coldness like many Americans have not, like I have not seen. Okay. They could care less about anything but material things, their careers, their jobs, their time, their figures, material things. When the Lord said he wants us to have life and to have it more abundantly, and that life began in the garden east of Eden when the Lord commanded a man and a woman to multiply to be fruitful and to multiply. I recently saw an article about our census, the U.S. census, and they said that um, our numbers were down, the lowest that they've been down, I believe they said it was about in 40 years. And they were attributing a lot of it to the fact that there has been millions of abortions in this country. And these self-centered, self-seeking people did not even consider the world impact, the worldwide impact of that. Numbers matter with the strength of a nation, okay? Aborting men, aborting women who produce children and aborting men who, who produce children and who can help defend this country and lots of other things, you know, reduces your strength to even protect yourself as a nation. But do you think that people care about that? Um, it became the American dream to have, you know, a home with a white pick and fix fence and maybe one or two children because to these people, these modern people didn't want to suffer like their parents did and have 11 and 10 children and seven children and, you know, have a have a community of children, not not seeing the riches in that, the true riches and the value in it. And it went from that to not even wanting children at all. Now we'll just abort them. Okay. Didn't even think about how it would affect the nation for the future. I've only got two minutes left and I wanna get in here, just a quick highlight about this article that ties into what I was just saying about our census and our numbers and security, okay? 
This article says Trump wants to deliver prime time address on government shutdown and will visit the border. Trump, Trump announced today that he would address the nation from the Oval Office on Tuesday evening to discuss what he called the crisis of the southern border. Okay, there is so much controversy, frustration, anxiety, anguish, turmoil going on about this issue that it is unbelievable. This issue and how it is addressed has the potential to split this nation. We're already weak in a lot of ways. We have the illusion of being powerful and financially set because of credit and things of that nature. But man, I wish I, I could finish this, but I'm running out of time. <laughs> we must be anchored. And I'll tell you more about that next time.